Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. We had a baby 16 months ago. It was fantastic. It was the best thing I've ever done, apart from the time that I guess program Rage. And that was... <laughs> I love the way that architecture makes you feel and I, I wanted to include that in, in a new comedy show and I've put together all the things I love which is music, obviously comedy, and, and architecture from the 1950s and 60s. The, the architecture of the time, it seems to me, was the, was the hope of the future. And we didn't quite get there, but I just love it. I, lo- I love the lines, I love the way that it makes you feel. I love the furniture that goes with it. And I wanted to share that excitement with people. call that guy Tim Ross nowadays, but I've been calling him Rosso for over half my life, and I'm probably never going to stop. Rosso's bio is comedian, architecture enthusiast and design nerd, and it makes me feel slightly more comfortable about mine, which is comedian, Buddhist and true crime tragic. I'm Michelle Laurie, and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. If anyone was going to have a truly singular perspective on 2020, what we could take from it and what we could leave behind, I knew it would be my old mate Rosso. And as usual, he's risen to the challenge. Well, it's been a year like no other, but it's also been uh, a a year of awakenings it's been a year of changing it's been a year of reckoning and it's also been a really exciting year in lots of ways year and a half change is really interesting and people changing how they think changing what they do for creative people creates some incredible opportunities and so i think it it's been a time not of negatives in many ways but it's been a time of yeses so people have been, opened their minds to doing things differently and sort of how I roll. So I've been a pivoter for quite some time, so it was sort of all in my wheelhouse, to be honest. So 
I know, I know some people bake bread and some people thought of different ways to entertain people with videos and bits and pieces on the socials. Um, I just wrote and I got quite a, a, a lovely amount of people on my mailing list. And so I just wrote stories, and which is particularly old-fashioned, but people had more time to read them and they had more time to, to respond. And so it becomes a much more personal two-way conversation than posting something on Facebook and people replying because there's an intimacy with that. And certainly there were people that surprised me, particularly older people, who, who find the act of writing a letter and your experiences in some ways uh, a deeply connective exercise or something about it. And I, I got an email. Um, There's a woman who was, she's just emailed me back, lived in Western Australia in her 70s, and I wrote this thing about a casserole, a story about a casserole dish in the midst of lockdown and how I pulled out my mother's old orange casserole dish and cooked a old-fashioned sausage curry that my children hated but it was this sort of comfort food thing that many people were doing obviously for that reason so there, there was a real beauty in it to me and and this particular woman emailed me back with a story about her own pot and she had this lovely line on it which was you know her this pot that had been across the nullable with them and she cooked the best of food for her friends and the simplest of food went camping and how she she sort of salvaged it back from one of her children's share houses at some stage and the line was um, less of a pot, more of a friend, which I thought was, was a little poetry to it. And then I, a week ago, I got an email from her sister saying, I, no, you, I'm not sure whether you might have been wondering why this particular woman hadn't emailed for a while and she died. And I was deeply moved by it. And I was, you know, we'd, we'd shared very brief emails, but she'd shared lots of her life with the, the, the old-fashioned nature of things appealed to me over the, of the time that, 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 of the year saying, well, we rem- remember how important it is to hug our friends or be in a room and brush, just bump into people that we, you know, you think, or, or to dance or to whatever it is or to, to perform. I write letters to people I constantly, you know, if I like what people do or something because... Not everything has to be demonstrative. Yes, I'm an old-fashioned person uh, in lots of ways, but not everything has to be on show in that way. So I think it's much... Yes, I can tweet that I really like someone's book or and that's great for their ego, and then they can retweet it to say, oh, there's more people who like what I do. Um, but I, I, I really like writing letters to people whose books that I've really enjoyed or their television shows or or a house that I've stayed in or whatever, I think that's part of our need for a deeper connection to people because there's the sameness to digital replies. And I think if there was something I realised out of the last year was that I didn't want to be a digital person entirely. And even though you, it's an important connective tool, just created, you know, I spent a lot of time recording things, editing them, oh, digital, 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 digital. It's like, whoa. That's what I want. That's work. I just want to get on stage to stories. So yeah, like that's that was the true realization for me is that yeah, why do why why I'm not we're we human beings. We're not digital. 
you, when you read someone's book, you know, you're just you're not just reading, you're reading years of their lives. And the beautiful thing about books is they've got this such a long tail. I love the idea that, you know, that you can pick up a book that was written 15, 20 years, 100 years ago, or whatever it is in a holiday house somewhere where you've got no other choices of things to read. And you just go, oh, this is good. I think there's two great things you can do as a human being is that you can introduce someone to someone that they'll really like. Um, it doesn't have to be romantic, but it could be. But in terms of if you're connecting people that you like, you go, I think this person, we would become really good friends with this person. And just a simple act of giving or recommending a book or giving someone a book that you loved as well. Hugely simple things, but the interaction of saying, oh, God, I think you'd really like Brett. And maybe Brett and Frank get on pretty well. You know, I think that we love the glow of combined friendships. So, you know, there's, we all have these people in our lives and, oh, you're friends with Peter, I'm friends with Peter, and that then that connects us. I think those, those moments in life are really important to us. I think there's been plenty of times where I have hit different versions of rock bottom and I'm incredibly blessed by having a partner who is understanding, but a series of old friends who... Have, have, have been very attuned to my wonky ways and so that those things and you know I've got a I've got a mate who I exercise with and have been for god 15 years and that's probably the most important thing I do is because we we talk about our lives and we also look after our physical health as well and that's been so beneficial for both of us you know that that idea that sometimes you're gonna things will be better tomorrow or simple ideas or you can fight your way out of some things or you just go for a run or go for a walk or remember the things that are perfect to hug your children. Booze doesn't always help things, so that's always problematic, you know. So, oh, how about I don't get on the cans tonight? And, you know, up until uh, recently, um, my mother's got older, but my mother has always been, she's a re- retired GP and she's been incredibly important for my mental health. But as she's, you know, she's, I lean on her less as she gets older. I think one of the problems with men are we stop talking. The older we get, we don't want to burden people. We feel that our issues are are trivial and so we we tend to internalise things more than we should. And we're also, you know, men of my age are also victims of, you know, that sort of macho bullshit. You know, we grew up with watching our footy heroes skull beers on TV. Um, It has deeply, deeply had a deep effect on us. Um, So, you know, it's hard to shake that stuff off. And so when you see a a freedom of thought with younger men, and it's it's wonderful to see because they they did not grow up with that rubbish and that that expectation, that sort of toxic masculinities that, you know, that just, that wasn't called toxic masculinity. It was just called masculinity. I think for a lot of men, you can look back and you can see where all those things came into play and how it how it can affect your life. And understanding that is really important. So understanding why we behave or how, why we feel about things is more important sometimes than acting on it. So you can give yourself a break for some things. It is important. The battle scars are really important for us. Adversity makes us better people and pushes us into situations that change our lives for the better. So <clears throat> there are probably moments when I think about, you know, if I was having a rough time when I was a teenager, 
I don't think anything could make me feel better in those situations. I don't think, I think every, any word from me coming back in a TARDIS going, jump in here, I'll show you how good it's going to be in the future, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't do anything. That's the deepest thing, I think, is that going, well, this is going to be rough, this is going to be awful. Because we all know, in retrospect, even the most horrific things that can happen to us, we can find some humour in it or we'll find a bright side to it. And that's in terms of, you know, certain people will find great nostalgia to being locked in their houses and working from home at some stage. So when things are at their darkest, it goes on to define us. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.